Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. Thank you very much. In the studio today with the great and powerful Clarice Connolly, who is a coach here in the San Diego area and works with empowering women. In fact, what's your website again? empoweringwomen.coach. Yeah, that's that all works. I like that. Mm-hmm. We're both so excited to have our next guest on and uh, a, return, a returning champion for us. Um, <laughs> listen, if you are a human being and you don't have a copy of uh, Jet Saris's and Marlena Lyons' Undefended Love, that book's title again, Undefended Love, you need to go out immediately and purchase it, borrow it, take it out from the library, do what you need to do to get that book and read it because it will rock your world and shift all your relationships. And we've been delighted to have Jet on before and talk to her about this truly incredible seminal work. But now she's got a new book and a new... Um, a new area of endeavor. Jed is a PhD and an author and teaches others how to use intimate relationships and the midlife journey as a catalyst for psycho and spiritual transformation. I don't mean psycho, I mean psychological. She's been teaching workshops. She's an author and her practice, as we know, is full and bursting at the seams. It's a delight to welcome back to our microphones, Jet Saris. Hello. Thank you. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Clarice. Hi. (laughs) It's wonderful to talk to you both. Well, I promise it's our pleasure. Um, Let's talk about the latest book, Hidden Blessings, Midlife Crisis as a Spiritual Awakening. I'm I'm clear that as a person who's (laughs) midlife, um, uh, you know, one of the the only useful books I've read on this topic is from David White, the poet who wrote a bit on midlife and, you know, in his poetic style. What, what, what was the message? What is it that you want to get out to people about midlife? Well, um, there's a lot of information about midlife that uh, it's, a, it's an, an entirely new terrain, if you can think about it, like a, a new landmass that is just forming in the collective based on the extended uh, longevity rates now. So midlife is something that is entirely new. And I just want to say I also like David White's work. I just want to mention that as well. I've really appreciated what he's brought to the conversation. But, you know, uh, our great-grandparents could have expected to live maybe to 47 years old. And now, um, three, two, three generations later, life expectancy is closer to 80. So we have this 33-year asset that our great-grandparents didn't have. Mm -hmm. And so we're just kind of learning, like, what is this asset about? And um, someone um, said that those 33 years, they're not tacked at the end. 15 of those years have been stuffed in the middle. And that's my experience as well. I think midlife is a completely new phenomenon, and it is... Uh, new in terms of who we are becoming as psychologically mature beings, emotionally mature beings, mm. conscious beings. And uh, and so it's very exciting. It's almost like traveling into outer space, only we're doing it here. Mm-hmm. And so it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a, just a thrilling 
undertaking. It's fresh and it's new, and it has a lot of bearing on all of our lives as the baby boomers have been pouring in and out of the passage, discovering what it's about, really. And uh, Gen X is coming into the passage. And so we're, we're forming um, an entirely new part of human consciousness and human reality. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a great and, and broad view of that. I love the notion that are in the middle. It, it also, from a selfish point of view, it justifies my extending my adolescence through my 40s. But the, uh, the piece that I love is you're right. Like we've got this sort of, it's not uncommon for people to, of at least my generation, if I may include you in my generation, to have two, three, four careers. And then people yeah. at Clarice's stage of life are coming up and, and a career is no longer a thing, right? It's like, what are mm-hmm. we going to do for until we decide to do the next Something thing, else. right? Yeah. Right, right. What's yeah. the, is, is this mostly about your own spiritual awakening during midlife or is it that you've worked with enough people that you sort of can contribute this and, and be a catalyst or a synergist to create that? Well, you know, I had noticed for many years people going through some kind of phenomenon which I really didn't appreciate what that was until I landed there myself. And I certainly did not appreciate landing there, let me be perfectly clear. (laughs) Um, But uh, I had noticed the phenomenon and didn't know what to make of it. And then when I landed there myself, it is such such a dramatic shift in consciousness that I floundered for many years. And writing has been my way of just really getting a grip and uh, staying conscious and uh, trying to follow the thread. And so I clung to writing to try to figure out what was happening to me. And, and my midlife was, was uh, on the dramatic side. It was uh, very disturbing, very disquieting. It was, uh, uh, I was upended in many ways And there are more dramatic versions and there are less dramatic versions. But over time, I began to, um, Christopher, you might remember these in the 90s, these these dotograms or osterograms where you stare at the dots and and, and you maybe see a shark coming out of the picture. And in the 90s, people were separated into camps of, who could see the shark and who couldn't. (laughs) And um, I was uh, one of the ones who could not see the shark. But uh, I I kept peering into this myriad of dots Mm -hmm. looking for the patterns. And over time, I began to feel, sense, identify the patterns. And uh, I've been um, looking at these patterns very closely, pretty much around the clock for 17 years. So I have finally found the heartbeat underneath the noise of the dots. And that's what Hidden Blessings is about. It's about what that heartbeat is. And I want to encourage people to find the heartbeat, the deeper narrative below the noise. Mm. And, uh, and, and I'm in my 60s, full disclaimer here. And... Uh, which if anyone, like, anyone who sees your photo knows that that's a lie, but okay. <laughs> well, you know, I really love that photographer in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> he, he brings out my inside rather than parts of my outside. That's awesome. 
But I I love both. I mean, I've come to love, I mean, all kidding aside, I love the aging process. And, um, and I'm not saying that it's not without its rigors and challenges. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm just very deeply grateful to be here. I have many clients who don't make it to 50. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I just have grown to very much appreciate each day. And that's not, and that's not because they're your clients. Let's be clear. <laughs> My clients no, are just fifty. I uh, hope not. <laughs> so I'm I'm over here uh, just thinking about my mom the whole time. I've made mm-hmm. I've moved some huge mountains. Um, between my relationship with my mom and we've really grown a lot closer. And it's kind of funny because I actually didn't even think about the concept midlife crisis. She just mm-hmm. turned sixty last year and decided that she wanted a career change. Um, so she quit her job and then kind of fell into this like you know, struggle with her confidence. And, and so this, yeah. yeah, the depression of not having a job and what am I worth and all of that. And so this book really speaks to me like it's in the mail on its way to mom. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say is the time frame that people actually have a midlife crisis or when they could start to look out for like, this is what's actually happening? Well, you know, for women, it's much more clear than it is for men. I think because of the um, vital role that menopause plays in women's lives, menopause is really signaling to women that the entire enterprise of having children, whether they um, uh, went after that path or not, is over. Mm -hmm. And it signals something pretty powerful to the woman's psyche. And then it also is very destabilizing. Mm -hmm. We go from a very regular, rhythmic experience of our bodies to um, to that rhythm being lost on one level. <clears throat> now, uh, so therefore, for women in my base, at least, between uh, 45 and 65 is the window, and it's pretty clear. For men, it's less clear. I do have men in my practice who enter midlife uh, earlier at 40, but the preponderance of men enter later, 50 to 55. And I'm working with quite a few men in their 70s who are just starting the process. I think that it is important or helpful to either have some kind of physical impact Mm -hmm. or strong emotional and psychological impact to bring um, men into uh, this process. And men are more likely to delay midlife and reestablish themselves in what I call their first adult life Mm -hmm. and following their first adult life concerns than women are. Mm -hmm. And so for for men, um, the range, you know, maybe more like 50 to 75 even. It might be, um, it, it might just be me justifying something, but one of the things I'm noticing both in people in my life and my clients seems to be that there's another crisis happening, and I guess we can't call it midlife, but something in the 25-ish range. Is that something right. that either of you are noticing or no? Uh, yeah, no. There's, there are, there, well, actually, um, yeah, there are, a number of, there are a number of major life passages, and 27 to 31 is one of them. And that's a, a you know, it, it's an astrological, astrologically noted passage where there is, it's called the first Saturn return. You may have heard of this. Um, it's something abrupt occurs and it does make an identity shift. 
And so it could be just a move from the East Coast to the West Coast. It could oh. be a loss of a relationship. Clarice, did that ring a bell? I have all of those things. I moved yeah. from the East Coast to the West Coast. I ended a relationship. Yeah. I yeah, found my so, identity. <laughs> yeah, if there, you found your first adult psychological identity. Mm. So to be clear, it's an abrupt movement that has an equally abrupt response. And the response in some way solidifies our identity, our first adult life identity. We become conscious of it. Then between 38 and 42, we go through another passage, which I call the adjustment passage. And in that passage, what happens is we consciously turn the dials around what we value, what we care about, and we consciously bring our lives into alignment And so those two are often confused with midlife, which is why you hear people say, you know, I had my midlife crisis at 30. Well, probably not. But you did have a crisis of identity, as Clarice is saying, at 30, but not midlife. Midlife is entirely different. And it really is much more comprehensive. The transformation is comprehensive, whereas these other two The first one at the late 20s, early 30s is an abrupt response and it comes from a sense of self that is based on the personality. Hmm. At midlife, we are forfeiting that psychological identity and we are shifting over to a much more profound and deep experience of self, which I uh, broadly call a soul-based identity. I also want to um, point to something that I'm experiencing. You know, there's something okay. around this age um, where my power in the world is different. Mm-hmm. Do you know, it used to be a very, um, uh, Alison Armstrong in her work talks about like the difference between a knight, a prince, and a king, right? Uh-huh, that uh-huh. that uh, uh-huh. for me, you know, there was a time when I could uh, conquer you know, sexual and romantic partners. I could uh, conquer things in business and I could, you know, go stake my claim and, you know, uh, purchase a plot of land and, you know, like that was who I was. And now, yeah. and now a lot of those, um, what seemed like power to be, you know, uh, virile and strong and powerful and conquer people, you know, are either unusable because of my marriage or, um, you know, uh, or are, it's like, it's not what people come to me for anymore. Right. People don't Mm -hmm. come to me to, uh, conquer something. They come to me and find out what's it like to conquer something. Right. Tell me, Mm -hmm. tell me about your experience when you used to conquer stuff. Oh, is that typical? And is it, is there a gender difference there? In other words, do women experience a different sort of loss of power than men? Well, there there are broad differences, certainly because our conditioning is so different. But I, I love the way you're talking about this. The the um, the if we go back to the first adult life, the goal of that is to fulfill the uh, social contract. So that includes things like buying a plot of land, building a family, um, marrying, contributing to communities, and and building a 401k, frankly, being able to pay our bills um, uh, and, and, and stopping at stop signs. 
Well, that's the social contract. We were trained as children to fulfill that. And our psychological identity that I was talking about earlier is all geared toward that. So someone can come to us in our older years who have been through that passage and they can say, what's it like to conquer this mountain, to accomplish that, to publish a book, to have a practice? And we can we can share that kind of uh, that would be uh, as our sharing our experience, perhaps offering sage advice. But at midlife, um, so you've kind of crossed over and become this person who has been through all of those stages. But at, at midlife, the enterprise uh, shifts dramatically, and you're talking about the results of that dramatic shift mm. inside that shift we are giving up that entire social contract. It's not that we won't continue to pay our bills and stop at stop signs, but we no longer need to be seen as the one who knows. We no longer need to be seen as the one who succeeds. We don't have the same um, needs to support and prop up that psychological identity probably because midlife has taken us through so many ups and downs mm-hmm. that we begin to we begin to incorporate all of life into our landscape. Mm-hmm. You know, I often talk about, I, I work with a, quite a number of people who've had multiple diagnoses of cancer. Mm-hmm. And the first time they go through it, they freak out, understandably so. Mm-hmm. And um, they just, you know, they're afraid their lives are, have, are, have ended or going to end. And they run to the nearest doctor or nearest medical team, follow whatever advice is given to them and try to get through it. The second diagnosis, they think about the advice and the protocol. They ask more questions. They seek other advice and they have a little bit more personal presence to meet the challenge the third diagnosis that increases even more. And by the fourth diagnosis, it's just part of the landscape. <laughs> and so they have they have this um, they have this ability to be much larger than that single experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really what the passage of midlife is about. We it's a it's about enlarging ourselves so much so that we don't have a preference for one experience over another. Mm-hmm. It's just seen as one undulating sine wave called life. And we enjoy the sunshine this morning. We appreciate the rain this afternoon. We are grateful for the darkness to sleep. And there's just this, uh, there's a lot more space around us. And we can sit with people, as you're saying, Christopher, of all ages, mm-hmm. preceding ages, and we can sit with them and we know something about what they're going through and we can appreciate that and give them living proof that they can survive it because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, we're there. That's big too. What, mm-hmm. would, what would you say? So I love like having your point of view given to me that kind of opens this door of like, oh, people who are going through midlife crisis aren't um, out of my realm like if you're going to give advice to a coach, like what would you need or some skills that would be useful to support clients in their midlife? Yeah, uh, well, uh, there are basically everything changes in the midlife segment. 
And so Carl Jung is famous for saying that the, uh, the instructions for the afternoon of life must not be the same as the morning of life. That's he's talking about that first adult life and the second adult life. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things about midlife that's very important is actually failing. And that's not, uh, that's not a popular thing to say, but we, our, our identity must fail. The, the husk of us must fail for the seed to be born. And so a coach needs to know that and not try to get that person to have a good experience. The coach has to have the presence to see that this experience is transforming this person from a caterpillar into a butterfly, and it is not going to feel good. Mm. So then the coach has to see, what am I, what do I do to help this person into their distress, to continue with their distress, to build the stamina to endure that distress so that the only part of them that can meet that distress, that deeper self, rises up, shows up. So the coach is no longer giving advice. The coach is witnessing, companioning, loving, caring for, um, being the beacon of hope in an otherwise sometimes very dreary landscape. Mm-hmm. So the coach has to have a lot of courage to watch someone go through um, what can feel to them sometimes like their demise and not lose faith in life, not lose faith in the process, not lose faith in their client and their client's ability to make it through. The client's birthright, it's the birthright of a caterpillar to become a butterfly. So there, there are specific um, tools. I don't know how much uh, time we have. We've got about for those. three minutes left. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably not enough to talk <laughs> about uh, too many specifics. I think failure is really important. Feeling more rather than less is very important. And uh, visioning it is not a time to vision because when we employ visioning techniques with our clients in midlife, They are visioning from a caterpillar's consciousness. They will only produce twigs. They will not produce a field within which the being will soar. So they will, they can only reproduce from the, what they are living in. And then I guess the, the the last one I'll just mention is uh, we don't reframe in midlife. You know, it's a very important skill for coaches and all guides to reframe what's happening Midlife, we don't reframe. We allow ourselves to be reframed. When we have a stroke, we don't reframe the stroke. We allow the stroke to reframe us into a being for whom that stroke is an unfolding. And that is uh, that's a. These are all these are all shifts on that surfboard that take us in an entirely different direction with our clients. Any one of those is so brilliant, and I'm so grateful that you're articulating them so beautifully for us. Mm-hmm. As you've heard, our time has flown by. We've got about yes. a, uh, just over a minute left. And okay. I want to I give it all to you. I, um, I noticed that I want to sort of comment on everything that you've said. I know, I me think, too. I'm like, oh. Yeah, the, most, <laughs> the most valuable thing for our listeners is probably to turn that time over to you. If you could give our listeners another gift before you leave, what would you have us 
20 or 30,000 coaches know or take on today? Um, I, I think uh, I actually woke up at 2 a.m. thinking about a question like that. Wow. And I, 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 and I think you spoke to this earlier, Christopher. The experience after midlife is a little before and after is like this. If you take a teaspoon of salt and you put it in a cup of water, it tastes one way. If you take that teaspoon and you put it in a lake, the change in taste is almost imperceptible. We are helping our clients become a lake. No. We're moving from a cup to a lake. And that's the most important thing, I think, to to hold in our consciousness so that all of life is um, just a beautiful nourishing experience of that lake and those little teaspoons of salt and grains of sand that irritate us, they really, they go away. Yes. So beautiful. Well, thank you. Uh, the website is Jet Saris. That's J-E-T-T-P-S-A-R-I-S. That's J-E-T-T-P-S-A-R-I-S. There are upcoming workshops, including one starting May 25th, about hidden blessings, midlife crisis as a spiritual awakening, and the books you must own are Undefended Love and Hidden Blessings, Midlife Crisis as a Spiritual Awakening. Thank you, my dear listener, for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Your search for the right office furniture will be done when you walk into Shore for sure. In our 46,000 square foot warehouse, you are sure to find the right new or used desk and chair for your home and office. Trusted for over 40 years, Shore is proven to provide great value, quality, and service. From free space planning to our white glove delivery service, you are sure to leave happy and satisfied. We're a family-owned business that will treat you like family for sure. Se habla español. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. 
the San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past. 